Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Streaming live. Okay, so we are officially live on social media. This is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 58. And we have with us special guests today, actually two special guests from Detail King, um, Jason Fung and Bill Bruno. Uh, They've been with Detail King for 16 plus years. Uh, Just recently last year, actually uh, making a purchase of that, which we'll get into. And and, uh, so you guys can see how the path of detailing to lead you into other opportunities, of course, but we want to thank them for taking the time out of their day to be on. Again, this is uh, number 58 for those listening, and it is December 29th, so we are right between Christmas and New Year's, so this is a fun one. So thank you guys for being on, and uh, I don't know who would like to start first, but you know, kind of give us your background and let us know how you got into this wonderful world of detailing and how it all got started for you. Sure. Thanks, Justin. Thank you for having us on here. Um, my name is Jason. Uh, like, like Justin said, I've been here since about 2006. Uh, came on for an internship. I was uh, doing a, I was going to school for marketing when I met Nick, who was the previous owner of Detail King. I met him while I was in, in school um, and ended up coming on for a marketing internship. So I started writing articles, managing the blog, making videos, Pretty much all all aspects of marketing for uh, for Detail King at that point. He was looking. He didn't have anyone in the marketing department then. Um, then I started moving into a little bit more sales and doing kind of both sales and marketing for probably five, six, seven years, something like that. And then by what he said, like 2012, 2013, pretty much went full time with sales. We hired some other people on for marketing to make videos and do all the articles and blogs and all that. And been in sales ever since. Uh, Bill and I have been doing sales pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah. Bill came on right before me, but um, going into 2019, 2020, we started working with Nick on the acquisition of, of the chemical and supply side of our of our business, uh, Detail King LP. Um, and now, with, with, with Detail King, as far as um, you and all those positions, where at what point did you start to do a lot of hands-on stuff or what part did you play in the hands-on aspect with the So probably after probably after the first six months, we started working into doing the uh, actual training courses because that's another big part of our business. Um, I never professionally detailed a car before coming here, but obviously always loved keeping my cars clean, making them look good. And you know, there was things I never even had a clue about when it came to uh, it came time to come here and actually start doing the training. So learned a lot over the first six months. Of course, you know, you're always continuously learning, but started getting into the training aspect at that point. And we've been, uh, both of us have been training ever since. Now I'm sure that's helped. I mean, tremendously with you being in the sales and marketing side with knowing the true hands-on side and actually, you know, performing it to help others, uh, detailers, customers, enthusiasts call up to be able to really give them some real world experience feedback. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things we deal with on a daily basis. You know, we can guide customers through, every situation that they come across, whether it be paint correction, 
working on interior detail, whatever, because we also do the, you know, all the training too. We're not just salespeople on the phones looking at a catalog of products. Now in your first six months or so, when you didn't get that hands-on, did you get some things thrown at you that you were like, ah, Oh, ah. sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, it, and it's, it's constant. I mean, you're, you're still getting things thrown at you after a year or two, three years, because there's so many variables that come up, come up when, when doing a detail, of course. Nice. Very nice. So, um, Bill, let's get your oh, background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, similar, story, similar story, you know, as Jason, I started in 2005. I was still in college. Uh, at that time, I was just looking for some summer, you know, some summer part-time work uh, before I went back to school. Um, as a car enthusiast, you know, where else would you want to work other than, you know, chemical supply company, learn how to learn how to clean your vehicle, keep it looking sharp. So I, I was glad to be brought on by Nick at that time. Um, we were growing pretty quick at that time. So he kind of just threw me into sales and <laughs> I was learning on the fly. It was a great four months. And then I had to go back to school. Um, you know, during the school, I was still coming back, you know, pretty much regularly for the training, kind of observing and, you know, starting to learn the actual craft of professionally detailing before it was more of just, you know, doing it for friends, family, do my own vehicles again, just as a, you know, as a hobbyist. And, um, you know, so you came on with a little training. bit more hands-on experience. What's that? I said, so you came into detail King with a little bit more hands-on experience. Yeah, I mean, and have, you know, the best of tools and best of products, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it started to acquire those and get better at it and start to master it as the years went on, but started in sales and I kind of did everything here, sales, training, you know, still do sales, still do training. I did a lot of warehouse work, you know, moved a lot of boxes. Uh, so I've, I've been kind of moved around a little bit after I graduated college in 2007, I, I worked to implement a inventory management system and a sales management software because nice. we really weren't um, intertwined properly as far as uh, from that end of the business. So I managed oh, that. Got that. 2007, um, right? That's not. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wasn't really a whole lot out there. You kind of had to <laughs> figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. So we started to put together a better system, a better software to uh, to manage that, and then stuck with sales ever since. And here we are. Now we had the opportunity to buy the company and. That's, that's where we're sitting today. Very nice. Now, all that hard work over the past 16 years leading up to that, I mean, do you feel that Nick just, was it an opportunity that was presented to you guys or just in time conversation, just kind of been joking or talked about? <laughs> and then it just, I, I've seen that happen. It ha I, I've personally experienced that where you make little jokes like, oh, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, it actually becomes reality. So, I, <laughs> you know, there's so many weird things how that, how that, you know, transpires. So how did that happen for you guys? Yeah, I mean, we... Obviously worked for Nick, you know, 15, 16 years. So he trusted us. He knew that we could, you know, carry it and take it to the next level. And he was kind of in a position where he was looking to offer it to us. I mean, he came to us, he brought that and presented it to us. And it, it took several years for it to actually happen. And you know, we discussed it for maybe three, four years uh, before it actually finalized. But um, he did present it to us and mainly just because, you know, he trusted us and he knew that we could, take the wheel and keep running with it and, uh, you know, better the business you know, as well. So. Very cool. Take on basically that legacy that. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Basically, he basically offered us, he, he knew it was something that we would want to do. Um, so, you know, it, it's not that there was a whole lot of talk before he offered it, but you know, as soon as he offered it, we wanted to uh, do what we could to keep moving forward and make it happen. Very cool. Now, 
give me a little background on on Nick and how he got started with Detail King, how that all that derived. So he had detailed cars, I guess, uh, in, in his teens. He started yeah. detailing when he was a teenager. Um, he always tells a story that he used to detail his mom's car because she was a uh, real estate uh, agent. So he always kept her car clean because she was taking people around showing houses. Yeah. So that's that was probably his intro into it. And he did did that for a while for buddies, for friends, for, for family. And then uh, he saw an ad, I guess, in the paper for uh, a business startup kit for detailing. And that was that was back in, I guess, the 90s. Maybe so late late 80s, 80s. Early 90s. And he said he bought bought some stuff, bought an extractor, bought some chemicals, and got set up in a, in a little one bay shop detailing out of a out of a, a fixed location. <laughs> um, then he moved into you know larger buildings with several employees. I think at one time he had like 20, 20 or so employees. Yeah. So he had a fairly decent size operation. Um, and then solely the service yeah. based, or was he also retail? Um, mostly retail, but he did do, do some, uh, some dealership work. I know he had a few dealerships locally here. Yeah. He had some accounts with a couple fleets, but it was mainly retail detailing work. His shop was actually about five minutes from where we're at now. It was just right down the street. <laughs> Very cool. But, but I don't know the exact, I feel like he had it for a good 10, 10 or 12 years, 10 years or so before he decided to sell it. And they also did a lot of, a lot of aftermarket because that was, this is in the nineties, right? So they were doing. A lot of car alarms, uh, road starts, yeah, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So that's when it was popping back then, right? Yeah, yeah, doing, uh, you know, the gold plating, um, cutting, <laughs> cutting, uh, cutting roofs open and selling, you know, sunroofs. That so, was a market for that back then, right? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, was the mean, thing. The, the manufacturers weren't doing it. I mean, now all the manufacturers do everything, but uh, you know, you yeah. get, get a car with a remote start or. Um, the car phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You always talk about how they would install the car phones. Yeah. <laughs> the VCR in the center console, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he, he did well with that. He had, a, he had a business that did pretty well. Um, he ended up, I guess, towards the end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s was when he started to get out of that. He sold, sold his share of that company to one of his former employees at that time. And then uh, let him start a detail king because that's right when the internet came out, 99. So yeah. he, th he thought, hey, I've got a lot of experience. I've got a lot of knowledge. I want to put that all out there online and help other people start a business as well. And that's what that's what kind of started for him and, you know, ultimately ended up with us. Yeah. And he was doing he, training before he officially started Detail King. As oh, well. nice. So he was doing some training programs. Uh, that's really what he started. In. And then it was, you know, it only made sense to start to have some offerings from the equipment, you know, material side of things. Gotcha. And that's when Detail King officially started in 99, which he started out of his um, townhouse. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, with the chemical line and really launching that direction with, with training, it kind yeah. of all complements each other. Oh, absolutely. You can train them, but you, know, you got to have materials to do it too. So they all go hand in hand. Yeah. Now, is since when he started in 99 with that, has that been the same facility or has he, did he grew out, grow out of his original one and now that's where you guys yeah. are now? Or now? He started in basically as far as the sales operation of it was in his townhouse. Okay. And yeah, that's where all the calls came into and that's where all the orders and everything took place. Uh, but the products were being distributed out of another facility, which was yeah, maybe, maybe 30 minutes away. I'm um, still in the Pittsburgh area. Nice. So they basically sent the orders down there. They packed it up from there and you know shipped it on out. Um, but obviously we 
you know, grew from there and got into this particular building, which we've been in since, since I started. They were moving boxes in when I was doing an interview here in 2005. Yeah. So we've been in this building for, since 2005. He was prior to that, he was in a combination of his townhouse and the, uh, the chemical blender that, that was blending the products for us. He was shipping stuff out of there. And then we put everything under one roof here. He also had a separate training facility back then too, which our training facility is here now. Um, so, so yeah, we, we've moved a couple times um, and probably not too far off in the future. We might need to make some, uh, some other moves here coming up too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I'm sure you've probably seen like a lot of other people who sell online e-commerce, huge growth there with this whole pandemic situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2020 was kind of nerve wracking at the beginning. You know, you're thinking what's going to happen. You know, they're talking about shutting everything down and you're driving to work and there's nobody on the road. You're like, what's going on in this world? But then you got orders stacked up for days and it's like, <laughs> no, this don't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. We grew 40% in 2020. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we are like, cool. wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, this pandemic really helped us. And, you know, and we outpaced that again, you know, this year. So I mean, business is good. The pandemic for, you know, a lot of people obviously was you know, not so great, but in the auto detailing world, it seemed to uh, not really affect it much. And if anything, it, it, it was a boost. Yeah, automotive industry in general. Yeah, definitely yeah. see it, obviously, firsthand because that's where we're at. But yeah. I've seen it across the board with, with a lot of stuff within the automotive industry just take off past <laughs> people's expectations. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> now, yeah. with as long as you guys have been in the business, uh, you've seen, like, all the – basically great transitions. You know what I mean? You're talking the mid two thousands, you know, yeah. from our, our highest grade protectant being a sealant and you know, <laughs> of course, you know, and then the, the transitioning things in the market that have, that have put where now we are with ceramics. I mean, how did, how did you guys respond to that with, with that transition? Because solely you guys were more of a wax based company for a while, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wax and sealants. I mean, we started, that was the bread and butter. You know, you had a polymer paint sealant that would be like six to nine months. You know, people got excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the cherry wet wax, you know, as far as that's the name of our product, you know, Carnua based wax. Um, you know, people still want even now today. Um, you know, some people just are locked onto that, uh, you know, Carnuba. And I mean, this, I guess it's an older base that maybe is a little more drawn to that where everyone who's kind of up to pace now is more ceramic, you know, but um, obviously you evolve as a business, you have to, and we still have our newer products and we still have polymer paint sealants and we have a, a whole line of ceramic coatings as well. And we're excited to see what's next. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, <laughs> yeah. what point in, can you put a finger on what year would you, that you guys kind of transitioned into that? And, and did it, was it a quick jump? Like, yeah, we got to do this or was it, was there hesitation? Cause you didn't know where it was going to go. At that point, there was definitely some hesitation because we were unsure. Nick, Nick, you know, Nick had always put in, you know, Carnuba and Polymer on vehicles forever. So there was definitely some hesitation. I think we started with a, another brand, uh, 22 PLE at that point, probably yeah. uh, 2012 or 2011, that, something yeah. like that. Uh, and it did okay. We sold a little bit. It didn't, it didn't fly off the shelf. Um, but within a, a year or two from that, we said, hey, we, we got we to gotta have our own, own, own ceramic line. We've got to have our own ceramic. It's definitely not going away. It's only going to get you know more and more traction. And obviously, we see where we are today. So it, it yeah, definitely was something that was a necessity. But there was hesitation at first, for sure. Very cool. And with you know 
where you guys are now with the training, I'm sure that that was probably a learning curve when the first introduction of ceramic in the first training course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there definitely uh, definitely was some transition there. We actually still keep our ceramic training to a, a separate course. Um, we have our, our main crafting course, which is kind of just on the basics of detailing and, and some reconditioning services, but then ceramic is a whole nother uh, part. We only do a, a, a demonstration at our, our main uh, craftsman course, and we, we dedicate a, a full ceramic course to you know, learning the ins and outs of everything ceramic. Nice. Now, as far as your, the training, how often are you guys, I mean, prior pandemic, I mean, what is the basic schedule of something like that? Are you guys doing it like once a month, a couple times a year? How does that roll out? Monthly, monthly uh, for the for the three day craftsman that we have here. Nick also has a two day technician course out in California that he does monthly. So twelve of each of those a year, and then ceramics we do it uh, every month as well. So oh wow, very nice. Every every, every thirty days, roughly, we've got one of each of those classes going on. Very cool. And what is the headcount or limitation of headcount that you guys bring in? The craftsman class we try to limit that to fourteen students, twelve to fourteen at the most keep kind of like a two to one student to trainer ratio. Um, for the ceramic, we, we even limit that a little bit more to about eight, eight students. And again, still at least two or two to one or one to one almost with, with those, uh, with those classes. Um, but yeah, eight, eight is the sweet spot for our ceramic class and, and about 14 for the craftsman class. Uh, cool. Technician out in California, I think they take 20 or yeah, maybe a little more for that. That's a two day class the technician program in California. He's probably about, 18 to 20 students yeah, for a program for that one monthly. And now that's the one that you said that Nick is in charge of and running. So Nick, Nick is in charge of both our craftsman class here and the technician out in California. Um, the only class that we have under the LP products and supplies is a ceramic course. Okay. Um, and it's mainly because our school, it's approved through the PA board of education. We're a private licensed technical school. So the ceramic course hasn't gotten approved yet through the state to be rolled under that, that same uh, umbrella. There, umbrella, so. yeah. That's very cool. I like that. Yeah, like back that in 2008, we, we went and applied to be a, uh, a private licensed technical school. So we could offer more than just a certificate of completion. We had, we had done that for, I guess, almost 10 years at that point, And we wanted to kind of take it up a notch so that we could offer a diploma course where they actually receive a diploma from the, uh, from the PA Board of Education. Damn. See, that's where I think a lot of other training centers, the direction that they could take in doing that, yeah, that will help. It opened up some other opportunities with us, you know, as far as uh, with the VA. VA funding. Yeah. We're able to take individuals in under VA funding. So if they're qualified for that, you know, the VA pays for them to come to the technical school. Um, you know, so there's some other benefits to, to doing so, so to help other individuals out, especially within the VA. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that that's something... Program. Yeah. Now, are you guys are you guys involved with the IDA? I couldn't. I couldn't. We are. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah, we're IDA members. I've I've done the uh, the online testing, and I'm hoping in in uh, January to do the skills verified down at the Mobile Tech Expo. Um, we haven't finished your testing yet. We're in the process of doing it all. <laughs> yeah. So slowly but surely, we're going to get everyone here under the roof uh, verified, so that all of our trainers are all you know, certified through the the IDA. Yeah. And I asked because that's something that you know bringing that to the table you know, in, in the bigger picture for some of these other, you know, training facilities and things like that, that could benefit from it. Now, every obviously state is different, um, but it wouldn't hurt for them to be, you know, educated on that 
path that you guys took to do that and see if that's something they could exercise in their state. And, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, the IDA reached out to Nick whenever they started doing their, their testing, and Nick actually created a lot of the, the test questions and the, and the course you know, materials for that, which is which we obviously tell students that we, we created a lot of that, and coming through the course helps prepare them for the IDA certification, too. Very nice. Do they leave with the certification, or no, is that no, an op another point, option? No. no, we just tell them that it's, it will help prepare them for that, so they'll you know have a pretty good understanding of what they're going to be tested on once they do go through the IDA testing. Oh, nice. Kind of preps them out. Yeah. Very cool. Now, something that's always intrigued me about Detail King, and, and I don't know how in-depth you guys get with it, but from what I've seen on social media and online, is that a lot of the students that leave there they are really truly set up for success. Like you, you guys show them how to do, you know, an LLC, get a trailer, get it wrapped, you know, and do all those things. Um, is that is that a standard uh, way of what your training offers? Is that an additional training course? Because that is unique and it's super cool to see that because that that helps set these guys up for success overall. But yeah, the first day of both of our courses, the technician and craftsman. Um, is all business side. We go through permits, licenses, insurance, selling to customers, determine what their costs are and what to charge, pretty much everything so they know what to do to, to be set up, you know, legitimately and also be successful um, from the, you know, permitting and licensing down to the, the sales and hands-on and everything. Very cool. um, now, the, the, the materials and the equipment, that'd be separate. We don't sell that along with the actual education. You know, if they're going to get a trailer, if they're going to get a pressure washer, if they're going to get a whole startup kit that's something completely separate but you know obviously we train them on how to use all that stuff and you know we offer the the products to, to take home and, and go do it nice now is there any kind of uh small incentive or any incentive at all if they go through training that they have with you guys after that yeah we always work with our training um, we always work with the students you know we give them some incentives to help them out so they can get started on the right foot I and mean, obviously we want to see them you know successful you know if they're successful we're successful you know, the entire detailing industry is better, you know, if you're putting quality people out there that truly know what they're doing um, and doing it the right way. So, you know, we want to obviously help them on the business side. That's why we spend an entire day on that you know, to um, maybe introduce them to some things that they didn't think of. Um, and uh, there's a lot of benefits to that. And then obviously the hands-on, you know, for the remaining portion of the program. But yeah, we, we definitely give them incentives to, uh, to help them out. If they, if they come to the program. Yeah, they have, there's special discounted pricing on the, the startup kits for them while they're here, or if they just want to buy things out of the cart, we, we give them a, you know, a discount percentage off the products that they're purchasing while they're here. And, you know, we're always willing to work with our students. Yeah, and we always preach to them, you know, we're, we're here for you afterwards. Yeah. Because you came to the program, you bought some supplies and left. You know, we're, we're not done with you. You know, give us yeah, a call. Yeah, it's not a service and a handshake. It's more yeah, right. we'll, we'll help you out. I got customers that call me almost every day, you know, question with this, question with that. And, um, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's what we enjoy doing. And again, it's, it's, it's bettering them. It's bettering the industry. So we're more than happy to help anybody out. Now, when I was, uh, just getting into detail in 2008 myself, I mean, that, that detail thing was on the radar for me and I made a couple, quite a few purchases from the company yeah. online. And yeah. I talked to somebody, I mean, gosh, we're talking, you know, 12 plus years ago, <laughs> but, uh, talk to somebody on the phone. It may have been one of the two of you. I know, <laughs> but yeah, every time I know the customer service service was, was always stellar dead on. 
questions were always able to be asked. Yeah. So even for that time frame, before all the craziness of correction and codings and the in-depth purists of detailing kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, as far as, um, you know, the in-house and brand obviously being detail king, do you guys offer and or sell any other brands outside of that with, with the chemicals? I know with the tools, obviously there's options there, but. Yeah. Not too many at the moment. I mean, we've always kind of focused on our own line. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are, we offer a few. Lexol being one of them. We've had them Lexol. forever. We've worked with Rag, um, Rag, Rag Top. Uh, I mean, there's been a handful for, you know, through the years, you know, the, the Jade, you know, the Jade line, the purest Jade line of uh, ceramic coatings. Um, but for the bulk of it, it is our own brand. And, you know, maybe one day we'll expand and start offering some others, but, uh, Currently, we're kind of focusing on that. You know, we want to get that to where we're 100% satisfied and maybe open the doors to some other avenues there. No, 100%. And that's where, you know, detailers, you know, when they when they get these chemicals, they're, they're always like this, <laughs> right? They always want to compare. Yeah. So yeah. how does that work with you guys in regards to, you know, a detailer con up? Maybe went through your course, maybe didn't, but they're always trying to compare, you know, other brands. I'm sure you guys got a lot of insight on, other brands, other chemistry, and how to compare that uh, on pros and cons, correct? We do. We, we test out a lot of products. We have a lot of our trainers test a lot of products out. So we're, we're pretty familiar with most of the things that are out there. Um, Good deal. Uh, if, if we don't know, then we, we, we reach out to one of the trainers and want someone that has experience with that product. If a customer has a specific question on, you know, how one of our products might compare or might work, you know, similarly or differently from, um, but, it, but there's always new stuff popping up. So, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, when we, when we get to test out the, the next new thing. Um, but we do, uh, we're in constant contact with lots of our, lots of our detailers, lots of our uh, trainers, students, whatever it may be on a regular basis for all that. Uh, that's neat. Cause that makes you guys definitely a lot more well-rounded on the customer service side. Yeah. Our customer service is what we've always pride ourselves on. We, we always offer customer service to anybody and, if we help you do better or help you get through a problem, it's only going to be better for everyone in our industry and also better for us as a, as a brand. Um, so we're always here to, to help, help people out if they have a, you know, a, a situation they can't figure out how to, how to correct. Very nice. Now, and I apologize if I didn't notice or see, but for this year with 2021 um, and, you know, SEMA not being that big, but at least it's still happening was there anything that you guys uh, put out and or released that was kind of new to your lineup and that, that something new and exciting kind of thing? Nothing major. We, we've released a few new products, you know, through the years, but there was no like major launch uh, of anything that we did, you know, around that particular time frame. But, you know, through the, the year, and I guess in a handful of months that we've you know, taken ownership and you know, we, we've, um, you know, created some new products and filled in some voids. Um, you know, that needed to be taken care of. And also try you know, we're in the process of trying to streamline some things as well. We don't necessarily want to have, you know, three or four chemicals that essentially are kind of doing the same thing. You know, we want to streamline that so we can simplify it for individuals, you know, just to make it easier for them in the buying process, but also make it easier for them to, you know, educate themselves and their employees as far as, you know, what to use and where and when. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge because, I'll tell you, there's some places that offer 10 different soaps, right? And they all do the same thing, but one's for a Camaro 
and one's for a challenger this one's for a black car this is it's a soap right yeah, simplify yeah. it you know, it's hard because you know we'll have a handful of soaps and we're like oh we're going to phase this one out but then we got a customer you know, handful of customers and they're like don't get rid of that you can't get rid of that and we're like oh, i guess we'll keep it <laughs> you know, so. it's like what if i told you this other one is the same soap but we just don't put that dye in it <laughs> exactly and then they're like oh Dang. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you'll get customers who are going to those other brands that have 10 different options and want to know why we don't have a soap for their challenger. You know, so, <laughs> you know, you, you got to play a balancing act and you got to pick and choose, you know, yeah. what is enough, but not too much and yeah. not overly complicated. Yeah, you don't want to make it more difficult than it needs to be. You and know? that's, I feel like that's kind of been a full circle thing, right? We got into where there was limited in regards to chemicals in the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. And then it got into this big jump where there was a specialty product for everything down, down to color and or brand of your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we're backing off and we're back to simplifying it because we went through so many options and realized, oh, the end <laughs> result is the end result, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you take 10 hours to do what you could have done in three because you were trying to figure out which one of those products got the right end result. Yeah. when they all got the same end result yeah it's, now with yeah. with your personal you know experiences there and being there so long um I'll start with you jason what is some of your your personal favorite products with detail king that you that you thoroughly enjoy using so i'd say right now probably our blue diamond which is a, a polish and some sealant built in it, it's a great one-step product for anyone from a novice up to a professional if they just want to get a great high shine product um with a little bit of protection left over, our Blue Diamond is probably one of my favorite. Um, we also have a newer uh, spray product called Gloss and Glide. It's like a spray detailer that has SiO2 properties in it, um, but it gives a real nice slick surface, um, extremely hydrophobic. Um, I'd say those two are probably my favorite too, uh, as of right now and, and over the past five years. Are those something you could use together? You could, yeah. So you, you would do the Blue Diamond on your vehicle maybe every three to four months, three to six months, and then uh, use the gloss and glide every two, three washes or every wash, depending on how, how much you like spraying a uh, express product on as you're, as you're drying. Very nice. Now with that blue diamond, that call, that, that definitely falls into that all-in-one category, correct? Yeah. So adjustment based on condition of paint would be more or less your pad for the correct. most part. Yeah, yeah, you can get different results based on the pad you're using, based on the, you know, the condition of the vehicle, of course, but um, it's not a heavy cutting product, but you know, it'll definitely do some minor, minor paint correction and give a nice, give a nice finish. Very nice. Very nice. What about you, Bill? Um, our black cherry, which is a car wash soap. I've always loved it, but then everything <laughs> turned into ceramic coatings and then I'm like, I can't use black cherry anymore. <laughs> so, um, black cherry, you know, for your regular like maintenance washes for like your, you know, wax vehicles, you know, sealants, etc great product. Like I said, I always loved that product, um, you know, through the years. Uh, like I said, now that I put ceramic coating on everything, unfortunately I can't use that one anymore. So our detox are, it's a, um, it's a wash, you know, specific for ceramic coatings. Um, so that one's an excellent product. Uh, I really like that one. I like our, that name uh, that has a catch to it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, our, our super blue tire dressing, we've had that forever. I've always really enjoyed that particular product. And um, I guess the I've tried that. That's deep. a solid one. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, our pro gloss, the interior dressing, you know, just because you can dilute it, you can really play with the ratio, um, which is going to affect, you know, the, the gloss of it. So you can still get that nice clean look, but still properly conditioned as materials. 
Um, so our pro gloss interior dressing, I guess that'd be my, my top three at the moment. Blue diamond is one of them too, but Jason's still at home before I can say it. Never likes that one. <laughs> now, you know, speaking of interior dressings or even tire shine in general, you know, just to kind of go off of from, you know, you guys mentioned the products you like, but diving into that, we're seeing a lot of changes in the market for availability and raw yeah. material and every manufacturer don't care who you are kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they're you know, they're, it, it's one big, I would say monopoly of somebody who owns most <laughs> of the silicone rights, but yeah. Yeah. How is that affecting you guys? Well, prices are going up through the roof on, in terms of costs, um, and we're trying to come on, kind of compete that with some newer products. We're, we're working on a bunch of test formulas right now. Um, we're also trying to obviously reduce slang and, and the, the, the grimy feel that the silicone dressing gives as well. Um, but mainly, uh, it's just made things tough from, from a, a raw material standpoint to where the costs are and where they need to be to still be able to sell the dressing. Yeah, um, that, That's really where we're at. Now, I mean, because I've seen some companies having to actually discontinue because of the amount of that raw material in there, you know, and I don't, that, that shouldn't be it for anybody, but unfortunately they're forced to, because, you know, you end up getting a gallon that once was say 50, 60 bucks, even though you could dilute it and it goes up to a hundred bucks. That's scary yeah. for a detailer, right? Yeah. That's the main thing is just those price hikes on it. Like, so availability wise, we haven't seen much of an issue quite yet, um, but the price just keep shooting through the roof <laughs> yeah you just get the invoice you're like what that was this has been 30 days 30 yeah. days yeah yeah it's like you said i mean i'm gonna start surprising some of those products just uh, out of the market you know so that's why jason said you're know, working on some redesigns and test formulas to uh, to counter that you know with a product that hopefully actually ends up being better and yeah um, offer at a similar price yeah yeah, we don't have the, the solution yet on that front, but we are working on it because the, the price increases are not slowing down. No, no. The, the fact that you're being proactive and innovative, those are the key things when those th when those walls come up, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, not, it's not necessarily being like, oh, how can we make this work with what we have? It's like, you know what? If this is going to happen, then we have to find a different avenue. Yeah, get back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a little back. bit, figure out something that, I mean, and in the process, like Bill said, hopefully make it better, but at least get it to somewhere that's reasonable for the customer to buy because, you know, obviously there's a there's a threshold that just isn't worth it anymore at, at some point. Yeah, or you come out with a home run product and you could tell that raw material person and be like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Never mind. <laughs> you right. keep raising those prices for others. I'll be over here with my own stuff I just came up with. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. You guys have a huge lineup. And from the time that you guys started to now, as far as would you, was with products and SKUs, how wow. much of that has grown, would you say? Ten times at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've had a lot of products you know, through the years. And um, like you said, when we started out, I think we had one car wash soap. And there was a point where we probably had six. Yeah. And that's just one, that's one skew, you know, that's one product. I mean, everything else kind of had its own twin, you know, version of as well. Uh, that was slightly different. So it, it went with, like you said, it went with the market. You know, that's the way that things went. Yep. You know, and now, like you said, you mentioned before, everyone's kind of stepping back and trying to, you know, streamline that um, overall, you know, as far as um, item offerings. So that's kind of where we're at now it's <laughs> trying to you know make the products the best they possibly can be and you know not have multiples that are very similar to, to just to limit the confusion 
But yes, yeah, we've had a lot of products through the years. About a ton, yeah. <laughs> part part of what we've done over the past year and a half since taking over is streamlining, like Bill said. I mean, there we did have way too many options for a lot of things. When you know, when you step back and look at it, and we're trying to kind of just come up with the best version of everything, streamline a little bit so it's a little bit less confusing, but still have the you know enough products to get the job done. Very cool. Now, if you don't mind me asking, just for viewer purpose, Jason, how old are you? Thirty-seven. Bill? Six. 36? Six. Yep, 36. See, so, you know, those listening and watching, you know, that's that's a – for where you guys are at, from where you guys started, I mean, you guys were in your late teens, correct? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things that you guys didn't stop and you enjoyed it, so you didn't see a stopping point. There was no, no – yeah. and that right there is an inspiration to a lot of these guys, these younger guys or even guys in their 30s that could see that there's, there's still massive opportunity – that you just don't know it's going to be presented to you until you start to get engaged. Yeah, absolutely. And we spent almost half our lives uh, doing this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> now what are you going to do with the other half, right? <laughs> but now, yeah. <laughs> traditionally, um, do you guys detail King the brand? Traditionally, have you guys attended and set up booths at like SEMA, Mobile Tech, stuff like that? Um, and the past is not. No, Nick is Nick was never uh, really into doing that. I, I I think he did say he did a booth once. Was it SEMA or he did it, he did it once or twice? I believe out at um, I don't know if it was MTE or if it was I don't think it was SEMA. I want to say it was the ICA, the, the Car Wash Association. Maybe it was. Okay. I, I feel like it, it was there, but he did one or two. But it was a while um, back. It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. He was. He never really got into you know doing that consistently. Um, that's one of the things that we've discussed you know, doing you know, now that we. Um, would be able to make that decision uh, but we yeah obviously last year SEMA well there wasn't SEMA um this yeah. year we did go out to it at least and you know it's nice to just to walk around and meet with uh, a lot of the individuals that we work with on a daily basis and meet up with some customers as well but um but there's definitely some merit to uh, to go into shows and you just gotta be consistent with it oh yeah 100 percent. and that's why I was asking though because you guys now are in the driver's seat that's a huge opportunity with the streamlining approach that you guys are making with these products, simplifying it, making a super beautiful booth because the branding is, is awesome. You know what I mean? And it's very familiar in the industry. And yeah, being able to discussing. It's, it's, it's definitely on the radar. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely like the, what's that? With a few more changes, I think you'll start to see us at uh, some of the, the major shows. Unfortunately, Very so far, we've been dealing with the whole pandemic still. Uh, so most of these shows uh, have been canceled or extremely limited. But uh, we'll see what the next few years bring. Well, here in Florida, we're our own country when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it hasn't affected us. It has. But it's really like, I think it's based on the whole politics side of it. But outside yeah. of that, we're still going. Everybody's still going to work and doing their thing. And, you know, yeah, some okay. areas of little bit more strict than others but for the most part in my travels as i compare florida to everywhere else that i've traveled in the past two years some places are just super super strict and not opening this and not opening that limited this limited that i'm just like well this is not this is not normal for me i need to go right. home <laughs> yeah and hopefully we can get back to some kind of normal soon absolutely um, but yeah everywhere at least yeah like i said well, in some areas it's it's wide open in other areas it seems like it's very restricted Around here, we don't really have too many restrictions anymore. But um, you know, a year ago, obviously, it, it, that wasn't the case. You know, we had to get permission from our government, you know, just to stay open during it when it first started, and they did give us permission. So we actually never we never closed the doors for a day. 
and everybody inside wearing masks and that whole nine yards yeah. of all those different things. Yeah. 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 Of course. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. For uh, the first year and a half of ownership. We would... <laughs> like, oh, wait, well, now you take ownership here. Here's some extra stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, from the responsibilities you had, obviously, to what you have now on your plate, definitely consuming a lot more of your time. Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes up more time. It's all for the better. I mean, the, the things that we're doing are changes that we feel are going to improve a, improve the company as a whole, and, and we're excited about them. So it's it's less work than uh, excitement, but uh, it is a lot of work. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, it's some longer days. You know, we don't always run out the door at 5 o'clock anymore. <laughs> Do you feel that, I mean, I know that you guys probably had a great relationship with Nick, but now that nobody's really over you guys to say, and you're your own bosses, how does that feel? Good. It, it feels great. I mean, it, it's, it's good to, you know, if you have an idea and you think it's going to work, you can try it out, you know, and Nick was always open and reset, reset. Yeah. So, you know, can't speak bad on, on that part, but it is definitely nice to be able to, to call your own shots. And, and yeah yeah and that's the point right it's like even though somebody's there and they're respected to everything you bring to the table it's still something you have to go to somebody else about versus just so the the for them. yeah ultimately it ends or begins with them yeah, you know what i mean so now we can at least you know say let's try this all right let's do it <laughs> a lot of times it's just that simple <laughs> yeah very cool Thanks. and then as far as with all the employees how many you guys have for what you guys operate, how many employees underneath you guys? We've got 10 full-time here uh, that, are, that are beneath us. And we got a couple part-time people and then training staff, but full-time operations, we got 10, 10 people here. Nice. Long-time employees? Most of them are, yeah. We ended up having to hire a new sales guy last year due to just the, you know, the, the increase in calls and whatnot. But the rest of the people that have been here, good 10, 12 years. Uh, yeah, a couple new faces, but not many. Yeah, for the most part, it's a you know pretty um, long-term group. Yeah, you know, as far as the core components, and um, we're going to need some more help here soon. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I take with long-term employees like that, it's probably a very family-oriented environment for not only just oh, yeah. the family for Detail King, but you know, knowing everybody's personal families and, and things of that nature that kind of create that full circle for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're a pretty tight knit group. We keep it pretty lean too. Everyone works super hard, so we can we can you know compensate them the right way and, and keep it lean. And everyone uh, everyone works together extremely well here. We're, we, yeah, we're very happy with everyone that's working here. That's awesome. So outside of this year, then going into twenty two, you guys are going to be of course attending Mobile Tech, correct? Both of you. I'm going to be there. Bill may or may not, but we also have a third business partner, Gary, um, that he might be coming with me instead. Okay. Yeah, two of us will be here, be there, just a matter of which two. Now, that's something that you're just going to be walking the show and, and yeah. doing uh, some IDA-based stuff, maybe? Yeah, to be honest, I've never been down to MTE yet. Um, I don't think Nick, I don't know if Nick even went. He might have went once, but uh, yeah. he's never sent us down there before, so I'm, I'm anxious to get down there and check it out. We're going to walk it this year and see uh, see how it goes. Are you going to be in early for Education Day that Thursday? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. It's worth it. I mean, the, the, the spot that they hold it at, the venue that they hold it at is a beautiful location. Uh, very wide open. It, matter of fact, it's so big that sometimes there's other seminars like multi-level marketing seminars and other things that also happen at the same time because there's just so much space. Yeah. Um, but networking in general, as you guys know, as, as trainers and, and holding trainings that, you know, the detailers getting together and the value of that networking, you can't put a price on that. No, no. 
it's definitely beneficial for sure. It's always Very fun cool. to know other you know, stories, experiences. You know, there's always something to learn. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll see plenty of, you know, your students walking around and being able to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. You know, that kind of scenario where you run into somebody. Yeah. And do you have, do you have a lot or a good majority that have come out of Florida as well? I mean, I'm sure you have yeah. over the years, but. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've got a bunch down there for sure. Gotcha. I know I've got somebody local to me that I've known for about 10 plus years, local detailer has a shop and he, gosh, he went through training with you guys back in like, I want to say 2009, 2010, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but as far as uh, anybody else local, I'm not too familiar with that, that has I'm in a small county. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only so many detailers in this county versus the whole state. Right. Right. Um, right. But yeah, he had nothing but good things to say. And even for that time frame, you know, he said that you guys put on an amazing uh, training for oh. that. And I say that time frame because I feel like that time frame there was a lot more traditional approach to detailing more basic compared to where we are now yeah yeah, yeah the training back then was definitely different than now yeah sure. <laughs> i'm sure you completely different now or everything yeah. i'm sure you get people that are a lot more inquisitive now than they yeah. used to be yeah a lot half the day can sometimes be taken up by questions i mean they're all good questions but yeah. there's a lot of questions yeah. Thank you, social media. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> yep, exactly. But I seen a guy do it this way. <laughs> but is that what we're doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I appreciate you guys being on. We are coming up on that mark um, for time, which definitely, definitely enjoyed, you know, having you guys on. As far as the end of my shows, I always ask if there's any advice that you could give to any detailers or anybody in your position you guys have a great story and successful story at that. So I hope a lot of people were able to take something from that. Uh, however, is there anything that you could say as, as advice for the viewers and listeners? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say, you know, if you put your time into your craft and put the effort in to learn as much as you can and do the best job that you can, you will, you will be successful. It's just a matter of, of, of taking that time and investing the time and the, and the effort into it. A lot of people want to get a business started and, hire a bunch of employees and step back, but that's not always the case. You, you've got to put the time in, you've got to build that brand. You've got to build that reputation. If you put out a quality product and you, and you stick with it, you'll, you'll always do well. Uh, I'd say that's the biggest piece of advice I have. It, it's detailing is labor intense. Just like any business, every business takes work. This is going to be labor work. You know, if, if you put the time in, it is going to be hard work, but it will pay off down the road for sure. Yeah. Especially as a detailer. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, my little piece of that is you don't have to start out offering every service under the sun. You know, yeah. if your means and your knowledge only allow you to acquire the pieces to offer car washes, then be the best car washer in your community, you know, because then you'll be able to grow the customer base. You'll gain credibility. People will trust you. And then reinvest in yourself when you're able to buy more equipment, get additional training, certifications, and then you can offer more services from there. But, you know, if you are forced to start small for whatever reason, don't let that, you know, keep you from starting in a detailing business. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I got to be able to do ceramic. I got to be able to do paint correction, PPF, window tint. That stuff will come, you know, start where you can start and be the best at that and grow from there. Yeah, I, I could agree with you more. I know yeah. you're worth when you get to it, you know. <laughs> no, I couldn't agree with you more. That's awesome. <laughs> well, cool, man. I, Jason, Bill. I appreciate you guys for being on. Um, yes, thanks and, for having us. Yeah, and we will have this uploaded on all the social media. I'm sorry, 
take that back on our reflection artist site for Facebook. Okay. And then any of the podcast platforms. And then of course, um, YouTube as well. Uh, now this week, uh, we have a sh- our standard shutdown at Buff and Shine. So we will be able to get it uploaded super quick like we normally would, but just keep your eye out. It would be episode number 58. So that okay. way, if you guys want to uh, go on and share it now and or share later, or if you want to put in a request with Clint or Julio to get your own copies to share, just okay. uh, give us a shout and let us know after this break. And then All we'll right. go from there. But aside from that, again, I appreciate it. And everybody listening, thank you. And we will look forward to seeing uh, Jason, maybe Bill, at Mobile Tech Expo here in Florida. And uh, catch them walking and bend their ear and, you yeah. know, and get involved and all the good stuff. But thank you guys and happy new year. As and well. then, yes, happy new year to you as well. And I uh, hope to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Happy new year. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thank Take you. it easy. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.